Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello, friends. <laughs> hello, hello. I, <laughs> it's There's always this really, I would say it is a, even after, you know, years of doing Facebook lives or videos, there's always this weird awkwardness when you first go live. That's like, can anybody hear me? <laughs> hello, friends. Uh, I I forgot to say this in the, the green room, but I love ra- watching Randy Rainbow's videos and he launched a new one today and it is hilarious, of course, uh, but it's based on Fiddler on the Roof. And now, all I can, now I just have all these Fiddler on the Roof songs and that whole, the cadence of that, uh, of that whole musical, you know how it was, it's very like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course, Randy's word of the day is distraction. And so imagine all the songs that go so well. What's that? Distraction or destruction? Well, distraction is the word, but distraction through distraction. Oh. Uh, and I was watching it this morning and I was like, oh. It's Tuesday, and Brandy came out with her video, and now we are. I see some some lionesses joining us here. Hi, Kina. Hi, Lori. So, welcome everyone. We are talking about dreams, and really writing down our dreams, bringing them to fruition, and from both of our perspectives, kind of what the difference between a dream and a goal is, because I feel like they get mushed together and they shouldn't be. They really have an honorable place in all of our um, life's journeys. So we're going to talk about that. But before we dig in, you know what's going to happen now, right? Everyone, you know. Grab your cups. (laughs) We're going to take a sip. And then Miss Molly is going to lead us in a breathing exercise to get us focused. Yes. <sighs> I'm so ready. I'm so ready for a good breathing exercise. I'm going to take off my specs today. All right. Okay. So this, is, this is just an important breath technique because it is about awareness, right? Okay. And for me, um, when we're talking about um, manifesting and bringing our dreams out of us, right? A lot of that just really sort of comes down to um, the very, very seed of um, just awareness, right? Yes, so we'll find that tall spine, um, find that extra extra inch in your seat. So if you're seating, if you're seated or seated, <laughs> seating, sitting. If your tush is in a chair. <laughs> so just have your feet grounded. Um, if you're home, have your shoes off, right? Just connect here for yes. earthing. 
And just bring the awareness to the very tip of the nose. And just inhale, feel the air enter the nose, the nostrils. You know, feeling expanding the, the ribs, the belly. And then exhaling through the nose and feeling the air leaving the nose slightly warmer. So as we're breathing in the nose, just noticing the, the coolness of the air as it enters the body. And as you exhale, feel the, the warmth of the air as it leaves the body. <laughs> you know, and this is a beautiful breath whenever you're starting to feel um, lost or overloaded, you know, just pull it right back there the very tip of the nose. I like to add a mantra to this breath um, and as a calming element. I am breathing in and I am breathing out. So we're just really getting rid of all of the extra and coming back to that one single thing. I am breathing in, I am breathing out. And just notice any shifts happening in your in your being, and then just flutter eyes open and come back to that whenever you need to reset. Oh, I love that. I kind of giggled a little bit because I was thinking some days that hot air, I feel like kind of hot and sassy and sexy, you know, when I'm breathing the heat out and other days I feel like a hot mess <laughs> yes. and how it doesn't matter. All of, all of those are, are good. It is. And I can always come back to my breathing. That's it. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay, what are you sipping today? I am sipping my Melbourne breakfast tea from the Tea Two Company in Australia. So, okay. in my favorite mug that has my ladybug. Yes, your ladybug mug. My favorite. I love it. I love it. It is definitely this this cup and the black tea cup that you have. The one has the black design on it. Those are my two favorites. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I love them all because they all have personality. Well, here. As you may notice from my lighting, uh, it is very gray and a little dark today. And so I'm chilly and I am rarely chilly. For those of you who know me, I usually am the one in the room that's like waving a fan. I've been hot since I was born. I've always had a foot or a leg or half my body out of the sheets from the crib into the king size bed. And I'm a little chilled today. Um, I do have my socks off so that I could do my, you know, earthing you know, get my feet into, you know, the carpet, uh, but still, um, so my, I wore my, um, sweater mug today. Okay. That is seriously <laughs> priceless. Isn't that so cute? My niece, Aubrey gave me this little sweater for my mugs. Aww. I don't know. It has to be like five or six years ago, maybe more. And every time I put it on one of the, my mugs, I always think of her. So, uh, if you're watching Aubrey, thank you. I love you. Um, I know her mom is watching my sissy's watching Lori and, uh, she might have gotten one of these too. I don't know. Anyways, I do love this. Oh my goodness. I see my mom's watching. Hi, mama. <laughs> oh, I can't see anybody. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm looking on my phone. You know, oh. I'm just watching on my phone. Oh, gotcha. Um, yes. Yes. So sweater mugs, but inside mine is intentionality is a love. Oh, nice. And you know, I, I was thinking about it the other day. So I use this when I'm just doing a cup of tea. Yep. Like, and I love this thing. And I, I mean, I really love it. It's, I don't know why I find it so fascinating. It, it almost looks like a medical utensil, but 
I just love it because it just grabs my tea. Um, but I wanted to show this today too. This is like the little plate that I put it on. No. And it fits perfectly over the top of my uh, mug. And what I love about it is it's got a pineapple on it. Yes. And, and so you're not getting all of your nutrients and herbs evaporating out. You're keeping that in while your tea is steeping. Oh, see, I didn't even know the added benefit. Yeah. I just like to keep it nice and hot. <laughs> Who knew? I I just learned something new again. Thank you, Molly. Um, but yeah, I bring a little island style, a little fun, little, you know, fun little accessory. So if you have a, a favorite accessory or something that you use when you make tea, share it with us. We always love learning how people brew their tea. How you know where do you put your tea bag if you use tea bags? Yes, there's just so many fun accessories to drinking tea. It really is. I love it. Yeah, I, I'll show you something. It's off screen and it's. Um, it's from my earlier, but I we like to use this little, um, sometimes it's this little, you know, yes, like a fish press. press. Yeah. Yes. Be my tea. So yes. that's an easy way to do it. If you're going to have more than one cup, you know, that's a cheap French press that we got at, um, Ikea. I don't love it. I prefer the sort of the true, you know, the French French press, but yes, um, but it, it works. We have it here in the office. So. Yes, I have one like that. I have one from Ikea. I think it's like wasabi green that's in our camping kit. Yeah. <laughs> or, or AKA our Armageddon kit. We have which one. Which is like six boxes that can be thrown in the back of the Jeep. Um, oh, we have that. <laughs> but there is tea and there is a press in there. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and the important things, right? <laughs> the things that are important. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to dig into this topic today. And, you know, a few, maybe a month ago, we were talking about, well, uh, first of all, we said, all right, this is, this is fun. We're enjoying these conversations. So what do we want the rest of the year to look like? And so we said, well, let's look at content we already have so that we can repurpose it and dig in. And our collaboration project between Intentionalities and D11 is the Moxie on Fire collaboration bundle with the book and tea and all the lovelies uh, that is still coming out. We're just trying to figure out timing. Mm -hmm. uh, but inside that book are all the affirmations and all the affirmations come out on Mondays. And so why not talk about them on Tuesdays and do our breathing and our conversation and then our guided meditation at the end to really take those to the next level. And I'm loving it. So the affirmation that we uh, were talking about today is obviously I shared it on Facebook yesterday. And I'll, I'll tell you what was really interesting, Molly, was that it, it's not the affirmation. I'll read it. It's I am worthy of my dreams and I will make them come true. Now is the time. This is the place. I am the one. And it is, it's one of my favorite affirmations because it is all encompassing. It is, I'm worthy of my dreams. Yeah. However, what I found the, the first year and now this, the second year of sharing this is that the word dreams is so elusive to so many adults. And most of, if not all of the private messages that I get about this, yeah. about this particular one are around I forgot how to dream. Like I don't dream anymore. I get up and I've got a to-do list and, you know, I'm getting myself fed. I'm getting the kids fed. Now all the things that, you know, are added to the list with the kids, you know, schooling and, uh, you know, PE teacher and <laughs> all of the other things that our lionesses are involved in. 
but I, this time I got that, but I also got, you know, how can I, again, like, what are, what are some tips and tools and resources to re-engage with the imagination? Because I think inside the post I put, um, let's see, I wrote it down here and I said something about imagination and, and the, that it's always interesting to me, the words that people connect to. You know, it's like, it's just, it's a word that rolled off and just a little extra line that I wrote in there. And of course I'm not seeing it now. Um, yeah, I don't see. I did say daydreaming and that was another big one. Yeah. So um, um, adult imagination, daydreaming. And so I thought this, this is going to be fun to talk about like which, what dream, you know, what do you think a dream is? Let's start there. What do you think a dream is? Um. So well, a sleeping dream or a regular dream? Let's clarify there because I think that's confusing for people, right? Yes, yes. We spend half of our life in a dream state that we don't really understand. So I think that's fascinating, first of all. Yes. Like um, that we don't understand and often don't remember. So first of all, like that is compelling. Um, second of all, my all-time favorite quote of all quotes that I live and guide my life by is everything great starts as somebody's daydream mm -hmm. and so it's this no notion that you know when something bubbles within us you know often you know we're we don't have an attributed source it's just a thought or a wish or a, a vision or a feeling and you know to me the differentiation is when something lingers or has an impact that it sticks so in some kind of way it, it's not fleeting necessarily um you know those who are those ones those, the things that we should discover explore uncover um you know yeah. so it just reminded me of a a disney song <laughs> you said that uh, a dream oh, is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep you know when you're fast asleep, I think my sister's probably singing with me oh. <laughs> where she is in Petaluma. Not singing with us, so oh, <laughs> and, uh, okay. <laughs> but it is, it's a, it's a beautiful way, I think, to kind of set, set the conversation, the foundation that that when we're talking about dreams, we're not talking about necessarily what's even made its way onto a vision board or a to-do list yet. It's something that you have been thinking about, right? Yeah. It's been, it's been tickling your imagination. It's something that when you are in the shower and it is quiet and no one is interrupting you, that you have another layer of thought around. And I, I really truly believe that the, during this time, and, and especially as the gates kind of open a bit and the, uh, the pause, which has turned now into a reset, which is now get, we're getting ready to venture out of our homes a bit more in a lot of places, a lot of cities, a lot of counties, still not here in King County. We're still at least through the end of May. I'm guessing it'll be probably be a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, but people are starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I feel like now that we have quiet and we have a, a light at the end of the tunnel, that there's going to be some opportunity to dream a little bit more of, about what's coming next. And so I know that you have a, well, you have a 
a beautiful love story and, uh, uh, you know, the story about where you live and all these things that started off as a dream for you. So I'd love for you to share that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really, let, let's discuss the Elmstead. Um, although I think Stacey is online and we just had a anniversary. So, um, yes, can't be thing. um, but you know, so here's the deal. And this is, I think the difference between, um, how do you take a nagging idea and, and turn it into something? Um, so when, you know, I was uh, a little girl, you know, I grew up in the suburbs. Um, so it was just normal, you know, sub, sub, you know, upper middle class suburban life. Um, and, you know, I would take a little, um, you know, corner of the backyard and my mom would let me, you know, grow vegetables there. Um, you know, it was just something that I wanted to do. And my grandmother had a really huge garden um, that is sort of one of those imprinted moments of my childhood of walking through her to, through her garden and just sort of being like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. And then my sister purchased a farm when I was um, living in the city in San Francisco. And I remember the first time I ever walked on her farm and this was in Ohio, you know, my blood pressure just dropped. Mm. You know, it was one of those things where we were, you know, sitting under a tree with, you know, the kids and, you know, we were watching clouds and listening to the crickets and at night watching the lady, you know, the um, lightning bugs, um, you know, and it just was one of those things where like, you know, this, I really don't need anything else. Yes. It sort of encompasses everything that I could possibly need in this world. Um, you know, and so it, that, that experience or that sensation of peace stuck. And so, you know, when I found myself in this life that I had created, you know, in an upper middle class suburban neighborhood, married to a man with my, you know, none of it was really what I had been seeking. Mm, yes. And so I got a chance for a do-over you know, and, you know, was able to remarry and build that vision. And we have, you know, and, you know, we call our place the homestead um, because we're learning to homestead and learning to grow things and care for animals and all of the things um, that, you know, are sort of reconnecting us to the cycles of nature, which is an important um, <laughs> aspect of becoming, you yes, know, sure. re reconnecting. Um, but the way that we made it happen was with intent. We got really, really clear on what it was. I started talking about it. I did create the vision boards, but it started with clarity in mind. Yes. You know, and I could see myself and hold myself in that moment on the ground, watching the lightning bugs under the tree. And yeah. that was my guidepost for what we were going to be building. Um, and when you do look back at my Pinterest board of my place, it's uncanny how we have created or co-created the vision in this place. It's a manifestation of the vision. Right. I knew it existed. You know, I mean, like Stacey and I were driving around looking for this place. And I'm like, I feel like it's over there. You know, like it was like this. And, and at that point, like I hadn't honed my intuition the way that I have the last few years. And yeah. so it was like, I could start to hear, like, I think it's over there. Like I just, but that, and it was, we ended up, you know, finding it and it was in the spot that we thought it was. 
That's so great. Well, and what's so interesting about that is that it is a farm, but it's not that far from the burbs. No, we're like eight minutes to everything. Yeah. Which is, I, I mean, that's, it's magical. And, and so the, the, the flow is a real thing. It's this, this desire, this heart's desire that I know I, I want something. Yeah. <laughs> what is that something? And you start to imagine it and yeah. you do start to, you know, with, with your mind's eye, you start to see it and, and that, and you have to dream it in order to get there. Okay. Like it's part of the process. And that's why I, I, I'm always a little hesitant when people are like dreams, goals, you know, the same thing. I'm like, nah, it's not. yeah, it's really not because, and, and that is a really important thing. I mean, I like to say, if I can see something, I can, I can build it, Yeah, you know, and sometimes the act or the art of seeing something where you're sitting and you're shaping, or maybe even, you know, again, we talk about like moving into meditation practice, how important it is to have that focused mind. Yes. And so even a really great exercise is to take a teacup. Imagine just closing your eyes and holding a teacup in the space between your brows. And then you color the teacup red and then orange and yellow and green and blue and purple. And can you change the color of the teacup? Does yes. it take you a little bit of time? Yeah. You know, can you shape it? But learning to those skills of your internal vision, your mind's eye. Yeah. Well, you know what? Before you leave from that, here's an interesting thing. So my niece and my mom and my two nieces, my mom, my sister, and I are all on a Voxer chat together. Like we, and that sometimes that chat, I'll pick it up and there's 50 boxes between my niece and my mom. They've been chit chatting all day back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And which I love, I, I don't always listen to all of them. I'll say like, what did I miss? Highlight reel someone. Yeah. Uh, there was a really interesting conversation we had a few weeks ago about your mind's eye and can you see? So when you close, when somebody says, close your eyes and imagine the beach, do you actually see the beach or do you close your eyes and you have the feeling you would get if you were on the beach, but you really can't see it. Yeah. And there are some people who, who ha can't see it. Well, okay. So I wouldn't want to say to that and, and Stacey can chime in too, because I think she's still listening, but like, you know, we met in a yoga class. Right. And I remember when we were friends years, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, and she's like, I can't visualize when we do these exercises. She's like, I don't really see it like that. I experience it or she hears it or, she, you know, like you have, we have different ways of, we, or different, um, let's say aptitudes, um, like, but that doesn't mean you can't, it means yeah. it's a learned skill. Yes. And so now like she, you know, through 10 plus years of a yoga practice, she has developed the ability to see, but it is a honed skill. It's not necessarily, you know it's not necessarily you can't or you can't it's it's how how do you learn it right yes. it will take you more effort or practice yeah so. i completely agree with that because i mean i i dream in technicolor yeah me too like i have vivid dreams and i remember them and you will i re, i remember my dream like perfect last night I, and you will love it because i had a dream that i was supposed to interview glennon Doyle about her book, Untamed. I had a dream that I had scheduled this interview and she was going to surprise everyone for the Woman Up Book Club tomorrow. And like, it was, it was so intense. Like I, it was real. I it. it was so real. And I, and she gets, she, she joins me on, you know, whatever technology, let's just say Zoom. Yeah. And she's like, actually, I want to interview you. And I was like, what? 
what? You can't interview me. Like you're here to talk about it. Yes. You're like, I'm unprepared. I'm like, what? And she was like, I want to entertain, to interview you about what untamed means to you. Oh, wow. And it was like, I, like my heart is beating a jillion times. I mean, I, I could, my whole body was yes. vibrating in this dream. And I woke up from the dream and I was like, oh, I really hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, like wow, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, wouldn't it be awesome if she hears me talking about it? And she's like, that would be a really great series about Untamed to interview other people about what being untamed means to them. Okay, well, so we're going to her in this and see if she, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I don't know if you saw the morning meeting yesterday, but she's gone pink. I did see that, yeah. <laughs> I, was I, like, I didn't get to listen to it because we were busy, but I saw it and I thought she looked adorable. So yes, yes. Well, and I was, I'm listening to Untamed for the second time on my walks and I was listening to it yesterday and I was bawling. Like, so I had her really on, like on my heart and in my mind because I was listening to her share this, her stories. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and what I love about Untamed is that it's all these little tiny little short chapters, yeah. if you will, but really like little sessions yeah. and it just rolled one right into the other. And she's talking about, it was the part where her mom, um, I think Abby was going to ask her, ask her parents for permission to yeah. marry Glennon. Yeah. And her mom had said something like, I've not seen her ha happy like this since she was 10 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm on a walk. I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm thinking, yeah. How many, how many humans not, I mean, uh, I know a lot of women, but I, I'm thinking there's got to be a lot of men out there too who haven't felt the joy they felt like they did when they were 10 for so long because what? They stopped dreaming of the possibilities. That's it. And the world tells us that we are supposed to be certain things and not saying or asking, you know, who are we born to be? And, yeah. you know, and I think part of the dreaming process or even discovering, you know, what are our adult dreams? go back to our 10 year old selves, you know, mm -hmm. Stephanie Lanier, someone I admire greatly. Um, you know, she's a agent broker in, um, Wilmington, you know, she gives a speech and she's like, well, who, what is that, that 10 year old self? Like, what did you want to be? Did you want to be the teacher? You know, did you want to be the baker? You know, what was that 10 year old person? You know, who did that person want to be? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, like that really resonated with me because as far as I can remember, you know, I used to design and sketch, you know, stores, you know, and like my childhood dream is to have a tea house. And that is not something that I have let go of ever. I mean, to the um, dismay of my friends who are always joking about my, my tea house, you know, it's a thing, you know, <laughs> they do. They're like Molly's tea house, you know, um, but, you know, I have no doubt that it will happen. And especially now I have Intentionalities, a tea company that is actually leading somehow creating a path forward to the tea house. But remembering and asking those questions of who was your 10 year old self? What did you want to be? You know, and and does that still peek in um, before the world told you that that wasn't going to pay the bills or wasn't, you know, in our playbook of what success looks like? you know, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is the, it's pure truth when you think about the, um, you know, the growing up, we were yeah. supposed to grow up and 
what is what does that mean? And you know, in when the industrial revolution happened, we lost a lot of connection to the earth and our feelings and things started, you know, we, we worked on and with and for machines and our connection was to machines and cement. And, and it really shifted, uh, shifted things for us in, in this time. Right. But I've been doing a lot of uh, reading. Uh, I, I just got the book of longing. I think we talked about this last week. I haven't opened it yet because I was like, I want to reread the dance of the dissident daughter first again. Like I want to reread that before I go into this because the last time I read it was like 10 years ago, maybe, maybe 12 years ago. And I experienced it in an incredibly different way this time. And I'm so glad that I did that because um, it reminded me that we, if we don't slow down, that we can become very robotic in our day to day. That if we don't have, if we don't create time to get to know ourselves and Glennon talked about this too, her 10 minutes a day, uh, you know, sitting in a closet, putting a towel over her head, you know, whatever she needed to do in order to, to learn how to be, still and 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 also dropping in yeah right? and yeah. for me like that is that's the wisdom in that is learning how to drop into yourself because the answers do already exist inside yeah. someone's not going to tell us what our dreams are right we actually have to do the work to listen to what our own heart is is asking for um yes. and plotting. and and for me like that's the, the beauty of this whole world is that if we all were to drop in and and listen, you know, what imagine if people were scary, Molly, yeah. it's scary. It's so and, and that's what we were talking about. Um, that's what a lot of the comments in the string were like, that's scary. It's scary. Straight up getting out of my comfort zone and, and dreaming again is scary. What if I dream something that doesn't include where I am right now? Well, I mean, that, that is real. And I've done that. And I can tell you that 99% of that fear is based on a what if and not the actual. Yes. Well, and, and I think that the what if, if we can flip that in, to the even if, even if those things happen, yeah. Will you be able to survive? Yeah. But I would, I would venture to say even on a, a more uh, human level, we're worried about what other people will think. Yeah. Well, I right? think it happened today in a big way. Cause I had, um, I'm in part of a founder circle, um, in Raleigh, um, for local founders. Okay. And, um, this woman whom I, I, um, adore, she's a very young scrappy startup person, um, and wicked smart, but she had asked me to talk about intentional business and, you know, I'm writing this book and went through this, um, archetype or framework, if you will, of permaculture as a, uh, a new way of thinking about business. And I'm sitting here presenting something that I use and practice for my own work, but I haven't actually verbalized it to others in a meaningful way. Yeah. It's a zoom call with maybe 10 people and blank faces. And I feel my heat rising in me and I'm like literally sweating buckets. I'm like, mayday, mayday, you know, <laughs> like this is going down. They're thinking this is a crazy person on the other side. This person in our circle. Yes. Talking about how permaculture, you know, anyway, like sweating buckets, <laughs> like a terrible experience. And I'm like, and then I finish. I'm like, 
is that landing, you know, am I making any sense? And then everybody was like, I'm processing this, but this is really applicable. And then people started asking questions and how it related to their business. And, you know, I was like, okay, we actually have something here. Like they got it, but they were processing. But that fear, that minute of vulnerability, yeah. I put myself out there on a new idea and it was so uncomfortable. Like, like my, my body was physically sweating. Yes. You and Glennon have so much in common. It's freaky. It's, it is freaky. Um, <laughs> I mean, you are sisters from another mister because she has the whole sweaty thing too. Right? I am like not that's a sweaty how- person. I am not, but this was a sweaty moment. No, I don't think she is necessarily <laughs> either, but, but it's just like this, this, physical reaction to being under extreme stress. Right. Um, and, and it can show in lots of ways. I mean, I've only experienced that once in my life, like an actual physical reaction to, Oh, Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into when I walked on a stage and there was, I don't know, 8,000 people, maybe it was 9,000 people in the audience and my mouth went dead dry. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't open my mouth. (laughs) My mouth was so dry. Thank God I wear clothes with pockets when I speak. And so I had a mint in my pocket yeah. and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. physical of, of how that can, that can show itself, especially when you're sharing something that was a dream and is now a, a reality in yeah. your world. And you're like, I'm, I'm exposing myself. I'm being vulnerable. I'm opening my kimono and sharing my dream that has now become my business. And I think that's really the second part of when we when we decide to bravely and boldly share our dream, we say it out loud, we write it down, we say, all right, this dream is turning into a vision and a goal. Okay, this is great. I'm going to make a Pinterest board. I'm going to go buy some poster board at the dollar store or right now on Amazon (laughs) or michaels.com and take all my magazines out and build something so I can see it. Right. But then you actually have to do something. You actually have to take action. And that is frightening. And action actually is the ingredient that is the differentiator, right? Um, But the point of discussing and sharing and talking about it is actually the action, the first step of breathing life into something, right? Because again, our breath is our chi, our energy source or prana, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're breathing into something and you're speaking about it, Mm, those so words good. that is powerful stuff so words matter right words are the first step to action because it's your breath well and what i love about what like just the shift right of here's what you know let's let's give dream the word dream and the 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 beauty of a dream the honor it deserves and and give it its place in the flow Right. So we know that it starts with this, whether we're sleeping or daydreaming, it's something that just kind of tickles us. And then it moves into, are we, are we going to say it out loud? <laughs> and then are we going to bring somebody else into it? Right. Like you and Stacy said, okay. Uh, she says, uh, yes, I see this dream you have Molly. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm willing, I'm open to be part of that. And and help us achieve something together. And I think that's a beautiful part that we didn't give a, a lot of honor to. And that is we don't have to do these things alone, yeah. right? Yeah. But we have to have people we trust and love yeah. and that trust and love us in order to really make things happen. We can't do things on our own. I mean, we can, I guess. Yeah. It's just 
takes so much longer and is so much more arduous and definitely not as much fun. Yeah. (laughs) That's going back to what, you know, what the, the talk that I was giving today about, you know, about permaculture and guild knowing what is in your guild, right? Like who are your co-creators and your collaborators is really an important step because, um, because that is the framework for nature. Things don't work in isolation, single, single silo bearing fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Over a long period of time, you know, when you are working with the environment and things are supporting and adding nutrients and pollinators and, you know, ground cover and all of those things, that's actually when that fruit, you know, that tree bears fruit. And so that is an important step of understanding who are going to be your collaborators. And then the role of each collaborator, um, you know, is really a critical step. So, and it's fun to see this sort of happening in people's lives that I'm, you know, bearing witness to, you know, taking something and then, you know, pulling people into it because that's actually how, um, you know, it, it can be born. Absolutely. Well, I've seen you do it in pretty much every role I've known you in. I think we first met when you were at AdWorks. I feel like that was the first company. Yeah. I, I feel like that was it. And you were doing interviews, I think, at an Inman. Is that right? I think so. I think you were interviewing Kelly, as a matter of fact, Kelly Mitchell. Um, Maybe you weren't physically, but anyways, I digress. Yeah. Uh, But in every role you have um, been in, whether it's for a client or through intentionalities, it's always based on collaboration. Everything you bring to life is very collaborative. And I love that. And I, you know, for me, when I remember being at a women's conference, like, I don't know, I I could look at the calendar, but I think it was like 2015. Yeah, like March or April, maybe May of um, 2015. It was, I was sitting there and I was watching this keynote speaker talking and she was representing a nonprofit that was around helping women. I thought, oh, I want that. Mm. Like, that's an interesting, like, I didn't want her job, but I wanted, I wanted to find the right connection, the right group, the right movement that would serve the community that I was in. And, um, you know, I remember thinking about that, thinking, how am I going to do that? How Mm. am I going to do that? And I had to shift from how am I going to do it to who do I know that will, that could help me. Mm, Beautiful. And I remember just a few posts. It wasn't a lot, maybe three or four of saying, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Does anyone know? Does anyone know it planted the right seed that didn't come to fruition right away. And that's a, that's a point I really want to hit home with what I'm about to share is like, I really wanted it to happen right away. And I think a lot of times with our dreams, we expect instant gratification. Like, Oh, I've dreamed it. I can see it. Now I should have it. Yeah. Well, it's not reality. So that say that was in mid 26 or 2015, 2016. It wasn't until the end of 2016 that I even connected to Sarah at, at CAR. And that was before Woman Up was even, it, it even existed. <laughs> and we're talking about something. We're talking about an idea, a dream that she had mm. for supporting the women in her membership in California Association. And it wove so beautifully with this desire that I had to serve more women mm. in this space. And here's the thing. I would, maybe I would have met Sarah, maybe at a conference along the way, but had I not planted those seeds 
and that eventually connected Sarah to talking to Lindsay and Lindsay talking to Sarah and Carol and like all of these pieces connecting and all of the dots connecting we love. And so I want to encourage anyone who's watching or, or listening to the replay, part of bringing our dreams into reality and fruition is being patient. Yeah. It's like watching the seedlings, right? To, to, you know, piggyback on your analogy. I have a plant on my deck, Molly, oh. and it's this big, beautiful ceramic glazed pot. And I love this pot. We actually ad adopted the pot. <laughs> it conveyed with the property okay. and it was kind of just sitting outside, like, you know, half dirt, half weeds. And so mm -hmm. I cleaned it out last year. This is like, it's been sitting kind of as art. Yeah. Um, and so I planted this plant in it that I got at Home Depot of all places. And I planted it and it was big and beautiful. But then it, of course, in the winter it died off. And I was like, I really liked that. I wonder what that is. I want to plant it again. Yeah. And something in my gut said, don't replant it yet. Yeah. And so I, I simply like moved the dirt around and, and, you know, watered the pot a little bit. And I like, it makes me want to cry thinking about it because about two weeks after that, a little teeny tiny green leaf popped out. Yeah. And now it's like this big. I'm like, it's coming back. I, I mean, that's it though. I mean, it's hope, right? And for me, like seeds sort of embody hope, you know, and, you know, we're, we're really callous with what we plant with our minds, with our words, you know, um, you know, and so when we bring that layer of purpose and intent into that, it just, um, things start, things start to shift and we become co-creators, you know, everything already exists, you know? Yeah. And so the question is what, what are you dreaming? What are you daydreaming? Like as, as we go through these next few weeks, as we start to get ready to maybe, and most likely not go back into offices yet, but where we are able to meet a friend, where we are able to reconnect in person. Like, I think now is a beautiful time to start sharing those dreams, like breathe life into them, friends. And, and what is that seed that you can plant in your conversations that you're having on the telephone or on Zoom calls? Like, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to engage a community, if you're trying to figure out how, you know, what can you possibly talk with your friends about again over video when you've been doing the same dang groundhog day? for eight weeks. <laughs> like, you know, there's only so many themed Zooms that you can do. I get it. Maybe it's bring a dream. You know, maybe that's your topic for your conversations with your friends and your Facebook communities and your LinkedIn groups. It's what is that seed that you really want to plant, that dream that you really want to see come to fruition? It, if we come from a place of uh, we're brave, then it allows others to contribute. That's right. Nice. I mean, because yeah. when I tell the story about Woman Up and about how Carol introduced me to, Lin to Lindsay, both of those women feel a connection to the Woman Up community that's so much deeper than others, right? Because they were the ones that were like, ding, 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 ding. Wait, Carol introduced me to and, and that is a beautiful gift to give someone a connection to contributing to the success of something. So be brave and say it out loud. You know, I'm not normally a rule person 
definitely not a real follower typically, but <laughs> talking. <laughs> but I do think we should set one rule for this, and that is as dreamers, right? And embracing other dreamers to not not pass judgment and just mm. to bear witness and light while others are exploring their dreams and having the courage to share and breathe life into their visions and dreams because that is the fastest way to stop the dreaming is when we pull back and retreat because of judgment. So mm. as dreamers, our dreamers code should be just to bear witness. Our dreamers code. I love how we always come up with some new little hashtag or <laughs> movement. Every single one of these is a dreamers code. I love it. Well, you know what I think that it's such a, that's such a beautiful way to end the conversation, Molly, is for us to remember that when others are being brave, it's our responsibility to provide a safe, sacred space for them to be brave. Yeah. And why, why truly, I believe part of my deepest, most important life's work is to help women in particular, but humans in general, recognize who their lioness pride is, who their inner circle truly is. Yeah. In a day of social media where we can have 5,000 friends we're connected to, like really, truly, who are your 11? Who are the people that make your, you know, divine dozen? And, and worry, focus, be concerned about, touch base with, serve, love, respect, honor, all of the things, all of the feelings with that group first Yeah, in all things. Because when you connect with that inner circle, that lioness pride first, and they are the right people, they are the people you're meant to walk life with, yeah. that it makes, it actually increases your bravery. It increases your courage to step out and to sit on a Zoom call and say something to a bunch of strangers, right? That you've never done before. Not but like a mini panic. Yeah. yeah. The question yeah. should be when we don't understand is tell me more, right? Mm. If someone is sharing something that doesn't make sense. Yes. Tell me more. Yes. Because it's in them. It exists. Yes. We're just bearing witness and, and maybe even helping shape or pull it out of someone. Yeah. But we just tell me more. Yeah, that's such a that's a, such a great reminder, uh, and the improv. Tell me more, and, or I'm thinking about this, and I yeah. love what you're doing here. And instead of using but, right? Yeah. But stink, as my yeah. improv teacher used to say. I was like, it's it's kind of gross, but it's so funny. Like it's still sticking with me. Whatever, thirty some odd years later, uh, it's really important to allow people to have that sacred safe space, and yeah. I I love it. I say. I'm signing on for the Dreamers Code rule. Yes, yes, and <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> well, All right. A meditation then to help yes. people start to shape their vision. If you're wondering, um, you know, like if you're if you're that person's like, well, I don't have a dream, you know, or I don't I don't have a vision, you know, and that's absolutely fine because again, we all have roles, right? But if you want to learn to listen or cultivate that thing. Um, let's, you know, let's start a little bit of a meditation. And again, this is something that you can do on your own. I'll just give you the steps um, so that you can do it. It'll take a little bit more time than we have today. Um, but when you find that comfortable seat, um, you know, and we close our eyes and we can maybe even start that grounding breath, breathing in and breathing out, you know, the allowing our thoughts to come to our mental screen, which is that space between the brows, 
and just sort of start just by bearing witness to whatever thoughts come into your mental screen, you know, and it's quite possible that your dinner menu or your a fight or conversation or whatever it is, is going to pop there, but just allow those things to enter the mind screen and then just take them and drop them in a bucket and let them go. Mm -hmm. And repeat that over and over again until we get to a place where the mind isn't necessarily churning. And then we're going to drop in. And when I say drop in, we're going to bring our awareness from the space between our brows and we're going to pull that awareness into the space in our heart center. And try to go into that place and see this. Uh, and oftentimes we can, we actually bring our awareness into that, the, the space in our heart. We actually might even physically feel a, a shifting, a grounding, an energy change in our, in our being. And then pull this, that space in the heart back into the mind and have this breath connection for a few rounds of our heart connecting, breathing into the space between our brows, and then exhaling back down into our heart and continuing that intentional breath work for a few breaths, a few moments. And if you have an idea or a thought or a vision, begin to pull that into your mind's eye again and start to shape it. So if it was an ice cream shop, you wanted to run an ice cream shop or whatever, start to really pull out your inner artist's brush and paint the awning or paint the sign, you know, and start to see it, see it very, very clearly, all of the edges. Who are you with? What are you doing? How do you feel? And name all of those things. And if it doesn't feel quite right, then shift it and shape it again, over and over again, until you imagine yourself doing that thing and there is joy and lightness and the yes around that. And that is your first step to cultivating your vision, right? So mm -hmm. then you can write that down in a journal, what you saw, what you were doing, who you were with, how you were feeling. And that is your first to-do list, right? Like, who are you with? Call those people. You know, starting to trust that intuition that that is the exact right person that you should call. Maybe not because they'll be the partner or the thing by your side, but because they have some sort of wisdom or insight to share. Yeah. That's so how it starts. So That's so beautiful. I love that. Uh, is that, does that have a name or is that a, a Molly special? I kind of made it up. Okay. That's what That's I Molly do. Special. I love it. Well, I think that it's, you know, especially for drivers, right? The people who do get up and have a desire to make change, see change, be part of change. They want to, they, they're ready to re-engage with their dreaming and, yeah. and they're ready to turn dreams into visions and visions into goals and goals into reality, right? That having, having a new way of looking at things, especially as adults re-engaging with their imaginations, they're so underutilized. Yeah. And, and we have the power. So this is just, it's its simply a wonderful exercise to get us in the mode of dreaming. It's a, its guided dreaming right there. What does That's it look it. like? What is, who are you with? What are you doing? What are you wearing? Where are you walking? You know, I mean, these things but, are. Yeah, but the key is journaling it so you don't forget. And yes. then action, right? It doesn't stay in the journal. It turns into your to-do list. Yes. Right. Yes. That's the difference. That's how you move into a co-creator role, right? Yeah. 
because oh. everything great starts as a daydream period. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I feel, I feel light. I feel hopeful. Um, I have to tell you that while you were doing, you were guiding that meditation and you were talking about the heart, the second you said that I had the most beautiful vision of this very have wild looking red heart that was like mul multiple shades of, of red. Ooh. And I was seeing it floating up and down as I was breathing. And I was, it was, it was tickling me just to wow. see this. Like it was so beautiful. Uh, so thank you for that. Like I'm looking forward to listening again, listening to the replay and doing the meditation in long form. Yeah. I love that. And, and stick with that. Right. You know, yeah. Write, write as many details about that red heart as you can, right? I mean, honestly, that's that's the kind of stuff that's going to spark something else. It's going to lead to something else. I, I believe that wholeheartedly with every ounce of my being. Mm. So. What, a beautiful, what a beautiful way to say goodbye, everyone. Oh, au revoir. Until we see you again <laughs> next Tuesday. So long. Farewell. I'll be there saying goodnight. Da, 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 da. I'm on the um, If I were a rich man. <laughs> Wait until you watch Randy Rainbow. I'll have to drop the link in here for those of you who don't follow him. It's really good. It's really good. Destruction. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. All right, everyone. We'll see you We're going to tag Glennon on this and see if she's oh, yeah. going to interview you. If not, then I will put on my Glennon hat um, and I'm going to ask you what I'm Oh, too much. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. There's, um, there's definitely something there in maybe it's for us to translate for moxie on fire i don't know it was good though and it was vivid and so to all of you who are super excited to go to sleep tonight so that you can have great dreams i wish you sweet ones sweet divine super technicolor dreams see you next week bye thank you for spilling the tea with molly and me today it was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.